Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Shifting gears a little bit today for the sponsorship of this episode. If you are listening to this in real time, thank you so much. If you're not listening to this in real time, still thank you. Love you in whatever way you're listening to this. But today, as this episode's dropped, it is Tuesday, November 3rd, which means it is an election day. And I am just here to very quickly say, vote. Go and vote. I know this has been beaten into us over and over. And I know that all of us are kind of just holding our breath and waiting for this day to be done and to whatever is going to happen after this. It is such a privilege. The 19th Amendment giving women, who is the main listeners of this podcast, the right to vote was 100 years ago. It happened in August 1920. It was such a hard-fought battle. Since 1920, this, this country has been so far long established before 1920, and it took that long for women to stand and to be able to use their power and share their voice and their beliefs. I really, truly feel it is an honor to every one of those women who fought and all of the women before of them who fought and all of the women after them who fought for that matter to allow us to stand strong in who we are and share and be equal. Please go and vote. I don't care who you're voting for. I don't care where your political parties lie. I don't care any of that. All I care about is how fucking amazing you all are and the power and the wisdom and the beauty and the truth that you all hold, share that. Share that by voting today and in all the elections after today. You know when you sit down and just have a really good, fulfilling, deep conversation that's heavy and light and everything in between... That is kind of the way I'm going to sum up my conversation that I just got to have with my guest today, Kimberly. Kim is a life coach and her sole purpose, she fully believes, is stepping into being the best version of herself and continuing to grow and holding space and sharing that wisdom to let others do the same along with her. She's that come along with me type of soul and she's beautiful. And we talk a lot about how you begin a journey of changing yourself, of stepping into a different version of yourself. I feel that so many times that gets whitewashed in this talk, in these conversations that you might see going on around you or in social media or wherever podcasts that you're listening to of stepping into a different space in your life. But to me, there was always this missing link of how do you begin that? What does that actually tangibly look like? And not that we talk direct action. 
action steps, but knowing that in order to shift and to change, you have to challenge yourself and challenge yourself on your own bullshit. You have to own your shit and call yourself out lovingly and in a way that is authentic to you. And that's basically the summing up of what we jam into today. I could have talked to Kim for ages and hours. We actually did a little pre-chat before and we should have recorded that because that would have been a killer podcast. And who knows where these conversations will go with her and I. So I'd love to know what resonates with you throughout this episode, what sticks to you, if it feels too much and it feels like the way that I sometimes feel hearing people that have been on this journey longer than I am like, this sounds like a fantasy and that's not going to fit for me. Just be okay with that. Be aware of that. Embrace that. That's absolutely fine. Know whatever you take away from this message today is exactly what you are meant to in this exact moment. And if it doesn't hit, that's fine. That's not where you're at. And that's okay. Because guess what? That's you owning your shit and being authentic to you. Welcome back, everybody. I'm, as always, so happy and so grateful that you're here and always happy and grateful when I get to, you guys don't get to see my Zoom guests, but I get to stare at beautiful faces once in a while. And today I'm chatting with Kim. Welcome, Kim. Thank you so much, Megan. It's so great to be here with you. I absolutely love everything you're doing um, and putting out there for everybody. I really resonate with it. So it's so exciting to talk to you today. Thank you. I, again, more behind the scenes listeners, Kim and I chatted, was it a week ago? Yeah, about a week ago. A week ago. And it was such a great conversation. We were both kicking ourselves that I didn't hit record during that. So you might get something similar. You might get something totally different. Who knows? Yeah, we have nothing scripted except, yeah. hey, let's just, let's just talk real. Let's go. I like it. Yeah. Kim, before we, I pull us into a thousand tangents, why don't you go ahead and fill everybody on who, who is Kim? Who's on yeah. this other side? Absolutely. So uh, <laughs> Kim is uh, currently a life coach, really focused on awareness, clarity, mindset, um, really focusing on helping people get clear and be honest and real with their lives in order to really move forward into wherever they want to move forward in. And the area I really find so fun and full of discovery is in working with people really on relationship. And that could be relationship with self, which is huge. It could be relationship with others you know it could be a romantic relationship a relationship with a parent a sibling a, you know anybody it's it's that's what life's about we relate to people we're human beings relating to other human beings and so much of our joy and misery <laughs> in life comes from how we relate to self and to others and so that whole soup of fun is where i just love to dig in with people and help them help them discover but the great piece is and we it happened with you and i when we were talking is when i listen to other people and hear where they're at i learn and grow too it's like oh my gosh you you know you put that together and came to that conclusion and oh why do you why do you, why do you believe in that what, like what's your proof you know so it's just fun to and then and then all of a sudden you you know connections start coming like oh my gosh 
you know, and, and the aha moments come in like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was doing that. I didn't realize I thought that. And so to me, it's just a playground. It's a playground of uh, discovery and fun and asking questions and just helping people like, ah, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. I get it now. Okay. What do I need to do? What, where do we go from here? Right. Do you think that in order to have the view on the soup that you call it, the view of it being fun, of it being a playground, of it being a discovery place to, to listen and to learn and to evolve, in order to have that view, do you think you have to have a really strong relationship with yourself first? Absolutely. If you don't have a strong relationship with yourself, you don't even know that there is soup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you're because what you're doing, which I lived for a very long time, so I speak from from experience. Uh, you know, you this is my experience, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it. You know, you grow up and you you know you go to school and you go to college and then you get a career and then you're supposed to go get married and you're supposed to have babies, at least for us women, right? And you're playing roles your whole life. You know, and so like, okay, I'm checking off that box now. Okay, now I'm gonna check off that box, okay. And you don't even know who you are in those roles because you're just checking off the boxes. And you may have moments in there where you're like, oh, well, who, how do I wanna show up as this person in my career? Or how do I wanna, I wanna show up as a mother uh, or as a friend or whatever. But I think that we're, at least for, for myself, I didn't stop and think about it. I just went, I just did. And it wasn't, I'm gonna be honest, I don't think I really started thinking about all of it until maybe about five or six years ago. And just started reflecting on like, wow, okay, that was, that was a quick, you know, 40 or 45 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. And wh what happened? <laughs> what, what was that all about? And then I just, it's, I started slowing down and thinking more and getting more into that space of understanding like why am I unhappy or why is this happening really having to reflect about that and then maybe I would say about about two to three years ago something shifted in me where I just started going into more of a spiritual space and really understanding energies and high vibrations and low vibrations and connecting to my inner my inner, inner, inner self, right? And that changed everything. That it changed everything. And and then COVID hit. And yeah, I was, I kind of got back on that wheel. I was working, you know, working, working, working in something I absolutely loved. I, I ran a sports performance training company for 12 years, loved every minute of it, would not regret a minute, but I was working 60, 70 hours a week. Not complaining, loved it. But again, no time for self. So when COVID came along and we ended up closing the business and, and I had all this downtime to reflect and which was a blessing in disguise by the universe. Um, and that was, okay, it's time to shift into what you've been wanting to do since you were 30, which is coaching and counseling. Um, it gave me the opportunity to do that. But this time in COVID, wow, have I really had some clarity and growth and ooh yeah let me let me dig into some of that for myself right and then once you dig into your for yourself you're like oh it, you can't live another way 
it's yeah, impossible once, to live another open, life. You can't open. go back. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. No. No matter, no matter how hard you try, no matter how hard some days it would be nice, you can't because now you, you wake up and you are literally living in truth and clarity every moment because your body is, and your mind and your soul is turned on to it and it's no longer a choice. And when you get to that place too, it's sometimes it's like, I, I sometimes want to squeeze my toothpaste back into my, <laughs> Ooh, living in uh, avoidance and confusion and blinders on that wasn't all that bad sometimes. I know you're right. But you know, in your truth that that's not the case. And, and you know what, that doesn't mean that we can't, we can't um, say, Hey, I'm not going to deal with that today. Mm -hmm. It's too heavy. So the, the beauty and kind of like what we were going to talk about today and, and kind of the title of it, you and I said, let's talk about owning our shit. Um, that's that too. It's like, say, uh, it's too heavy today. I've got some things going on where I can't show up and be this super positive, spiritual, you know, glass half full today. So what do I want to do with that? Right. So if I'm feeling that way, what, what adjustments do I need to make in my life today in order to have the best possible day that I can? And, and I will say that is something that I do, do do every single morning. I do wake up every morning without question. And I say, I set my intention for the day. I feel how my day feels. I do about a 10 minute meditation. Sometimes I'm really connected in the meditation. Other times you know, my mind is going in a hundred and like, okay, this meditation is not working. Maybe, maybe we'll try this at noon. But um, I do set my intention for the day and I'm really real with myself about, yeah, I got, I feel good. I'm going to kick ass today. Like today's going to be an ass kicking day. And there's other days I'll wake up, Megan, and it's like, mm, it would be just really nice to just stay here in this bed and not have to be anything at all. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and that goes exactly to owning your shit and the theme of a handful of podcasts that have come up before this too were around that, the idea of toxic positivity. Oh yeah. Positivity is what I'm trying to spit mm -hmm. out there. But this, don't slap that smile in your face if you're not feeling it. That's mm -hmm. not, that's not how you make progress. That's not owning your shit by dismissing what's happening. Yeah, and I think, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna challenge that in a couple different ways for myself, and, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Um, I don't think other people deserve to have our negative juju on them if we're not feeling good, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I do monitor who I'm gonna be around if I know my vibe is, is a little low vibrating. So am I going to go to a party or you now well, nobody's doing parties now, but you know, in 2021, but uh, am I going to go to a gathering of people or am I going to go hang out with, um, you know, somebody, if I'm feeling super low, if I'm don't think I can show up and be, I don't know, a happier person. Uh, I, not that you want to fake it, but p other people, I don't feel that other people deserve to have, you know, kind of your negative shit, like falling mm -hmm. all over them. So that's where I really assess, again, what's the best decision for me. Now, if it's my best friend or friends and we show up, our, our deal is we show up however we show up, 
we don't have to pretend anything. And that's, that is the life-saving of, of having somebody like that in your life. I've, I'm very fortunate to have um, two, three, four people in my life that I can show up any way I want. And all they're going to do is, you know, hug me, talk with me, sit with me, whatever. It doesn't matter because we do that for each other. And that's just having a space that is the biggest gift of all. So in that case, like, no, I, I need to come over and I need to sit and maybe I need to cry. Or, and maybe we need to talk and maybe we need to have a glass of wine and whatever. Uh, but I'm not going to go into a group of people who I don't have that arrangement with and be negative Nelly and sad, you know, sad Kim. I'll, I'll, I'll opt to be at home and do something that feeds my soul better. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's protecting and knowing what that boundary is. And that's calling in the people and surrounding yourself with the people that you trust. There, it's okay to have people that are your go-to and your dumping ground and you get to just show up in whatever capacity you are. But it's also good for your soul to have people that you don't have to, that sometimes it's okay to be like, okay, I'm going to shelf this heavy stuff. I'm just going to show up and be light and do this and enjoy this. Yes. And, and, and how do you know what decision to make about that? You have to be in touch. for you. Right? Right. Of course it was. Because I feel like you and I could talk just like telepathically. It would be a great podcast. Right. How do you know? How do you know? Well, you don't know unless you are truly in touch with your thoughts and your feelings and, and really just being that aware. And you can't be that aware unless you intentionally set the time to do it. So for Kim of five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, who had no idea that this realm of living, this version of life existed, where do you begin to, where do you start that process? Mm. Because I think all of this, and I'm guilty of this, I'm guilty of thinking this, I'm guilty of saying this. When you're on that side, like you just talk about it freely, like it's just something you do. But when I wasn't on that side, I would hear people talk about it. I'm like, that's great for your magical unicorns. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, that's so woo woo. That's so weird. That like, <laughs> yeah, that's, why don't you come back to the real world where yeah. we're all living? Yes. <laughs> I do think that some, there's still even some people now too. I'm like, are you really, like, is this for real? Yeah. Um, but where, what is an actual tangible way to begin that process? Okay, so everything I always go back to is from the beginning. And, and then I think if I was talking with somebody, you know, in terms of, I think it's different for everybody. And I'm going to kind of talk through this because I actually have never thought about this. It was a fantastic question. So I would go back to what's the goal? You know, what, what's, you know, the sole question, who are you, right? And who are you? And what do you want? Like, like what's, what's the plan, right? So everybody has to make decisions in their own life based upon the journey that they are taking themselves on. And without knowing any of that and how that all works, it's like, where do we start the conversation? So for me, the clarity and the awareness of who I am and who I want to be is creating the foundation or the, I don't know, the compass, if you will, the compass of what I gauge everything against. So Uh, If my goal is I really want to feel happier more of the time. Okay. Well, what does that look like? Me being happier more of the time? Well, that, you know, I I kind of 
feel into that. You know, when you, when you do visualization, you know, work and you, so, you know, you really envision like you being in your happy place and what, and you know, who are you surrounded by and what does that feel like in your body and, and what are you doing? And, and just trying to create that and say, okay, so how do I get there? Like, how do I start to feel that? And, and more importantly, why don't I feel that? Like, it's more like, what's in the way? Like, what are, are the things that are making me feel unhappy or unfulfilled or out of alignment? I'm, alignment's one of my favorite words because it just, it seems to just fit so much lately, but it's, it's being in alignment with where you're going. And if you're out of alignment with what, where your soul really feels it wants to be, then that's where anxiety rests, right? That's where unrest is. That's where dissidence exists. That's where you're frustrated. You're like, and you may not even know why you're unhappy, but you know you're not where you want to be, but you just don't know where it's at, right? So where I think where you, to go back to your original question, where do you start? You start with, what do you know? What do I know? And then that's, and that it's like the little seedling, right? And that's what you know. You, 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 I, these are the things I know. Okay, well, what do I need to know to get to that next little step? And I'm not somebody that says you have to, you know, you have to know where the final destination is. If you do, great. Most people don't, and it can change. But I think what's more important is what's the next best step I can take, little step I can take to get more towards where I would like to be. And let's just get there today. Yep. Just that one little thing. Let's just get there and see how that feels. And the difficult part of this is coming back to what we wanted and we are talking about. This is owning your shit because to look at your life and see what is and is not in alignment. Sometimes the things that are out of alignment whether that's the relationship, your work, your spirituality, your whatever, sometimes that's the hardest stuff to actually come to grips with and to be honest with yourself with. Oh, it's scary. Yeah. Because what happens if you decide that you're truly out of alignment in something that you have committed to? Mm -hmm. Oh, ho! totally shit balls, right? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do if I admit that? That creates a lot of, oh, I can't go down there. What if you're in a relationship you know you shouldn't be in? What if you're in a job you know you're not supposed to be in? What if you're uh, doing something because you're trying to please, you know, somebody and now you're, now you're faced with, if I, if I go there and I admit and say out loud that I'm not happy here, what is it going to look like if I change it? Oh, no, 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 no. So I'm going to disappoint too many people. Nope. Back into, back, back into my role of where I was living where I was. Right. It's scary because I'm guess scared. what? Like hearing you say that it makes my body is physically having a reaction to like my shoulders are coming in. My chest is tightening up. My throat is tightening up because I can feel that. And sometimes it's just easier to stay uncomfortable kind of to stay comfortable in what is uncomfortable because we know what it looks like and that is still if you if you say that to yourself this is what i'm doing if that's still owning your shit you're saying yeah. i'm not brave enough yet to make those changes 
but I am owning my shit because I'm owning the fact that I'm not brave enough yet to make those changes. That's fine. That's great. And that's exactly the fine line that I'm so, so happy that you brought us to because that's the part of disdain that I struggle with. And I think so many people struggling with of that saying of, okay, I know this isn't maybe the best choice or the healthiest choice or what is in alignment with me, but I'm not ready to do that yet. So when you're in that space of that fear or not ready, you feel like you're failing or not because you're not in that. So like, that's so beautiful. No, you're not failing because you just showed up with the truth. Yes. That's not failing. Yeah. Showing up is, 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 you know, the thing that I always say, no matter what's going on, just show up and you may not show up, you know, as the 10, Maybe you're gonna show up as a five, whatever, but just show up and do what you can that day. But, but for goodness sake, be honest about where you are and don't fake it for yourself, right? And I, I love this quote. Um, I don't know if you're a big Renee Brown fan. I wrote it down because I love yep. this quote. <laughs> I mean, I could, like, I could quote her all day long, right? Yep. Um, it, she says, you either walk inside your own story and own it, or you stand outside your story and hustle for your worthiness she's just a genius she is a genius i just love her i want to invite her to lunch and sit with her um so that to me is like yeah you have it's okay it's all everything is okay and i think i think i said this to you this is like this is my quote I, i i'm sure i made it up for myself it maybe exists in the world but i always say to people, don't bullshit me. I don't want to make decisions on your bullshit. It's like garbage in, garbage out. Tell me, and I think this is so important for relationships. I think I, I think I actually came across this in romantic relationships. It's like, when you know someone's giving you a lot of bullshit and you're like, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> if you don't want to continue this relationship, just tell me why. Mm-hmm. The truth. I don't care what you tell me as long as it's the truth. Because I can make decisions based upon truth, but I can't make a good decision for myself on bad information. So I take that further from my whole life. It's just, I need, I, I require clarity and truth in all areas of my life in order to make decisions upon that because otherwise it's a house of cards that will fall eventually. But uh, decisions based on truth are solid. They're solid because you know why you're making a decision. So it's hard sometimes to do that. Um, it's well, it's hard a lot to do that. It's it's sometimes it's not easy, and lots of times you're going to disappoint people, and people you know maybe perceive it a particular way, and you think that now you're going to fail or whatever whatever story you're telling, you know whatever shitty first draft, mm-hmm. <laughs> as Brene Brown would say, whatever shitty first draft you're going to tell yourself about your decisions. Um, Oh, well, (laughs) you know, when you have have that, when you have that strong foundation with yourself, coming back to what we talked about, when you're taking those steps to build that and to have that standing in that truth is just that much easier. Standing in your boundaries is easier. Knowing who you want to share your energy with or push back your energy away from because it all becomes easier. It does. It, It does. It's, 
it's not that it's easy in the whole process to do, but those little, little actions make it more of a habitual thing that you just are automatically wired to do. Mm-hmm. What well, the way I look at it is it's almost like, um, I just came up with this analogy when all you have in the, in the bucket is truth and not a bunch of, not a bunch of stuff or, you know, there's only one thing standing in the bucket. It's, it's truth and it's uncluttered. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of distraction there. It's, this is what it is. And it's just, it's, sim- it's simplifying your, your space and your energy about what you need to do. But when you've got like different ideas competing in the bucket that you're entertaining um, during something that's not the truth, well, maybe this is the truth. Well, maybe it's really this. Well, maybe it's that. Well, the- <laughs> then you just get tired and walk away and never make a decision because you can't even get to what your, you know, what basis of truth or facts or feelings that you're going to make a decision upon, right? So, you know, and if you take any, you know, it'd be great to have like an audience that like, oh, pose a question, but, but you can almost take any aspect of life and put it to the test on, on how much easier would it be if you knew you could make the decision based on what's real, what's real in your heart, what's real in your soul, what's real in terms of what aligns with who you really are. Um, it, it would just like, again, for those of us who have had that beautiful gift of getting to this place where now we have no choice. Um, it's, it's feels like my safety net. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does because you've taken the steps to flip that narrative of truth because, because it feels like a safety net for you because you've done the work. Yeah. And I won't, I'll speak for myself, past Mm -hmm. versions of myself that has not done that work. The truth was the most terrifying Mm. thought, vision, idea, whatever, like nothing was more terrifying than the truth because somewhere in my core, I knew that that truth was not aligned with me or that what I was feeding was not aligned with my truth. Which meant that if you were to admit it, you were then going to maybe have to make some changes, you know, nope, not yet. Right. Or I, I can relate like being, as we were talking before is, is, you know, you were talking about Kim five, 10, 20 years ago. I think I was just playing roles. I was just playing roles. Yeah. I was, just, you know, I wasn't unhappy, you know, wasn't deliriously happy. I was, I thought I was happy. I, I really didn't know the difference really. Um, and, and, and when you do get into this space that we're talking about, it does certainly make life more interesting <laughs> yeah. because, you, because you are so in touch with your thoughts and your feelings and the relationship that they have together, the relationship that your thoughts have with your feelings and your feelings have with your body and how everything affects you. And now you're aware of how everything affects you. you you have to be much more mindful because you do have more actual control over how things, um, how you can feel better, right? Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that I can now have a really crappy day or really crappy thing happen to me and I can feel the feelings in my body. And the feelings are coming from the thoughts in my head and what my ego is dealing with, with the thoughts in my head. And I 
know that if I shift those thoughts and flip them into something more high vibrating, I can actually feel my body change. And when you know that you, if you do that work, you can make those things happen. Gosh, darn it. I got to go freaking do the work. Mm -hmm. right? And let's talk about what those shifts are. We're talking a one degree freaking shift. We are not talking from, uh, we, I, the podcast episode on affirmations was the, the mm. same concept of this. You do not go from one extreme to the other. You don't go from hate, from hate to love. You don't go from uh, no, like no alignment to full alignment. It's these one tiny degree shifts yes. that get you there. And you hit it on the, the, on the head when you were talking about uh, on your podcast and your affirmations and the content you put this week. And I, I was sharing with you, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like literally talking to you as I was listening to you. Like, yes, Megan. Yes, because simple, as simple as a shift, like you said, uh, maybe it's like, I am going to be, a, uh, I'm going to be extraordinarily happy today as my affirmation. And you're like, you know, that's a line of bullshit yeah. when you say it. You're like, I'm like, I'm laughing at my inner self is laughing at myself going, that is so not true. What are you talking about? You know, it's like, well, okay, fine. Let's back it up. What I'm going to be really happy today. Mm, nope. That, that's like an eight. Okay. You're right now. You're feeling like a three. You're mm -hmm. not going from a three to an eight today. Mm -hmm. What do you think you can do? I today am going to work on just being present and trying to find the little joys in the day. I can, I can do that. I can do that. And that's true. I can feel that. I can feel like but there's not a pressure of, having to show up extraordinarily happy, I can say, hey, I can feel, I can feel that in my body right now. Just saying, I can show up and try to find the little joys. Yeah, that's not too much for me today. And I can focus on that. And that's better than saying, I'm going to have a shitty day, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I'm, that is so powerful what you do. And again, as bring it back to owning your shit, owning your shit is knowing what's bullshit and what's not for yourself? Why do an affirmation if you don't feel it in your body when you say it and look at it? Mm -hmm. Don't do it. It's, there's no point. It's just another, it's like journaling. I had this big thing about journaling. I, I can't journal. Like, I'm just going to say it. I, I have bought so many beautiful, mm -hmm. lovely, I like, I love them. I can collect them. Like, they're so beautiful, these journals. Like, oh, yes, and I'll start writing this one. I have like 10 beautiful journals that I have written one page in. And I was like, what, what is wrong with me that I can't journal? Like, I don't understand. Like, what's there? There must be something wrong with me. And it was so frustrating. And I actually... <laughs> was talking with um, actually another life coach. I was getting coached by another life coach and I brought this up as a, as a subject. And I literally talked through the entire hour and figured out through my own, because somebody held space for me to think about it for an hour, which I never did before. And I came to the conclusion is, I look at journaling as like a task, like a homework, like, a, like an assignment and I don't, I will never go back. I'm not that girl that's going to go back and go, oh, look at all my journals from the past years. I'm going to go reread them. That, that never, that's never going to happen. So I journal in my head. I am, all, now whether that's good or bad, I don't know. I am always in my head figuring things out. 
And that's where I, if I'm being honest with myself, figure most of my stuff out. It's just thinking and, and feeling and meditating and, and just focusing on it. And it, but it's always in my head and that's what feels good to me. So I said, okay, I don't have to be a great journaler. Who, no one said I have to be a journaler. If it doesn't work for me, it doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And may, maybe it will later on, right? So, so I just said, no, accept that. That's your truth. That uh, Own that you're, you figure your stuff out because you do the work every day. You, you just, that's what you do. And there's no need to write it. You already know it. Why are you writing something down? You already know, right? For me, journaling is about discovery or something. I don't know. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe some journalers out there can uh, send me some tips on uh, if I can figure out a way to journal better. Well, and being open and honest and saying that of like, okay, right now it's not. But here is where you own your truth. You own your truth by saying, but I tried. I you tried. didn't just do it one time and say like, no, this isn't for me. Like, I don't want to because I don't want to. It doesn't feel good or whatever. No, you tried and you found that that's not the best method for you. Yeah. That is you being honest. That's you owning your shit. It's you showing up in your truth. It's your bucket being one thing and that's clear truth, not clutter. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think, you know, for people that are doing things out there, you know, what, so when you're not owning your shit, yeah, you know, I think, what does that feel like when you're not owning it? Like, so to me, you know, when you're, when you are having some anxiety or you aren't really feeling happy or aligned or you, I love this one when people say this, Megan, you know, when people say, oh my gosh. I can't, that wasn't me. I, I, I don't act like that. I, 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 you know, that's not me. I'm like, well, then who was it? Cause I saw you do that. Right. That's people not owning who they are because what they're actually saying is that's not who I want me to be that girl that showed up. That's, that's owning your shit. Not that wasn't me. Like, I don't know where that girl came from. That's not me. It just, been, it must've been cause I was, you know, you know, had too much wine or it must have been because I didn't have enough sleep or it must have been because I had a really horrible day and I just took it out on that person. No, that's who you were because that's who showed up. Yep. Own it. Yep. Now, if you don't like that person that showed up, that's where you got to go, like go reflect, right? And go, okay, the truth is I showed up and I wasn't the kindest person and I wasn't the nicest person to be around. That's on me. If I don't like seeing that girl, then I better do some figuring out about how not to do that again. So I can say truly, that's not me. Yep. Yeah. You know, so um, I think um, it takes a lot of courage and vulnerability and bravery to sit in your truth, you know? And that's just scary, Megan. It's just scary sometimes. And and I think, like we said before, the scariest thing about it is if I actually admit that I'm not, I'm here and I should be over here. I know we're not on video, but here I'm pointing to one place and putting my hand another point A to point B. Um, that means I got to do something. I got to do some work. I got to figure some things out and I have to change some things. And that's like the, like a four letter word for a lot of people. Change is scary. So 
Therefore, what would we do? We go, oh, not important. Get back to our busy lives. And we continue being in this place of, of where I would say lack, you're, you're, you're in a space of just being content of, of with being in whatever, like it's just whatever, you know? So yeah. And so I think it's really important that for anybody out there who is interested in really living a more authentic, more truthful, more reflective life, all you have to do, like back to your original question that you said, like, where do you start? Is you just start with what doesn't feel good now? And let me pick one little area to change in that makes it, that makes it feel more like me, more like who I want to be, more who I'm envisioning myself to be. And just start there. One little, one little thing, one little area, and just start there. And maybe for you, for whoever's listening, for somebody that's so far removed from that, Maybe honestly, that is just before you go to bed at night, closing your eyes and envisioning something that you don't have or in embodying the way that you want to feel. So it feels authentic. So it doesn't, but think about how kids daydream and they just create this like wild fantasy and they don't doubt it or the, like, it's just them playing in your mind. That's what I always say with my ladies. I'm like, if all of this feels not where you're at right now, just think about daydreaming when you were little, like just go somewhere for five seconds in your brain that makes you feel good. And that's an amazing place to begin. And that's that feeling. It's not necessarily where you're like, whenever I do like visualization and meditation to say you're, where you're going to that happy place, which I know where exactly where it is and what it feels like. What the important thing is really getting in touch with what your body is doing when you're in your happy place. Your body feels so light right mm -hmm. and it feels like it's could do anything it, there's there's no heaviness it's just a light beautiful um energy that's all it is it's an energy and that 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 energy is what we're striving for in all the areas of our life right so if we're looking to i always say like what is the purpose of life you know and for me um, when I look at life, I think it's to get in touch with my highest vibration, which is love. It's pure love, love of self, love of others, love of serving, love of, um, showing up every day and, and loving what I do. It's just love. Love is the answer for me for everything. So, and there's, I think we could all admit, there's probably no better vibrating feeling than feeling love. And I don't care if it's for a little baby kitten or it's for your, your children or, or, what you your favorite pasta you know whatever that when you are like fully in alignment with something that you love there is no better feeling so for me it's like how do I try to get closer to that in all the facets of my life one little teeny baby step at a time so if I look at all the areas of my life and I say okay well how is my health and this is simple like I mean this is all in like wheel of life type stuff like you know, where's my health right now from a zero to 10? If my goal and if, you know, I want to be more healthy right now, I'm at a, you know, let's say I'm at a five. Okay. Well, what does a six look like? Not what does a nine look like? What does a six look like? And yeah. you actually write down and go, okay, well, a six looks like, um, I'm just going to eat more green leafy vegetables for a week. And I'm going to increase my water intake by 20 ounces. 
So that's it. Let me see how I feel if I do that. We're not gonna, you know, go on a quote unquote diet and change everything and then be done with it after four days because we couldn't deal with it, right? Then we're back to where we were. So we're gonna take little teeny weeny baby steps in the areas where we want to move the dial just a little and we're gonna try things out. And what happens is you look back six months of doing that and you were at a four or a five or a six and now all of a sudden you're at a seven or an eight or a nine and you're like, how did I get here? Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. Like that wasn't even hard. That wasn't even hard. Yep. Yeah, we talked, this whole podcast has been talking these huge massive concepts, but in the boil down of it all is it's the smallest shift and the smallest pivot. And if you're looking to shift and pivot, I encourage you to even say like, where can I go just so even almost a tiny bit less than that? Like if you think I'm going to do three new things or I'm going to do right. one. 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 Yeah. Be simple. Keep Be simple. simple. Yeah, simple. I agree. But you, but and feel, and then celebrate. For goodness' sake, yes. celebrate. At when you did a week of changing one thing, yep. That you're owning your shit. You're saying I committed to that one little thing and I did it. I am a badass, right? Yeah. And, and if you want to do another week, then or whatever. It, again, whatever feels good to you. But pick something that you think you can achieve. And it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. So, because the idea is moving the needle forward just a little bit. So that's what I encourage people to do is just move it forward a little bit, celebrate the victories. Now that doesn't mean, my goodness, that, you know, once you get in this space that you're not going to have any bad days, you're not going to like, like you're going to be at an eight and you're not going to wake up one day and like be yeah. at a five. Of course you are. We're going to go, okay, here I am. I just fell back to a five. Okay. Let's get back on. We're going to move it back up to six this week, mm -hmm. right? But you are owning where you're at and you're not pretending or making something up about where you're at because then you're just kidding yourself. Yep. Just like, yeah, you're telling a story to yourself so your ego can feel better. And so you prevent yourself from going into some sort of sad place. And, you know, that's a lot of energy to keep yourself up and going. I, I think people don't understand the amount of energy that it takes to stay in self-denial. <laughs> Ooh, you talk about a time in my life when burnout was the highest. It was when everything was out of alignment. Because your body and mind and thoughts are working 24 seven, like, like a computer working in the background all the time that never is off, trying to hold the shit together yep. with this story that you've told yourself in the world and trying to maintain that. That feels so heavy and exhausting. And, and I, I think that when people start to realize that you can actually live an authentic life, creating it little by little by little, set one little, one little bit at a time, that every time you just move that needle a little more forward, life gets lighter. It just does, mm -hmm. you know? And even when you get the, the fall, the, the bad thing that happens, because life is always gonna feed you the good and the bad. It's just a little fun game that it plays, right? When the, even when the bad comes, you're like, God, dang it. I, why now? I was doing so, I was so happy with this, with this, this, this whole vibration that we were on. Why are you doing this to me now? So, and I, I love a quote that, um, that Oprah says, and she says, I think she always says when hard, a hard season comes or a hard time comes, she always asks God, she says, 
okay, can you just like let me know what it is you need me to learn here so we can move on past this so I get back. So, so <laughs> can we just, like, roll through this? Yeah, can we just like, I, I, I need the, uh, the cliff notes on this because I was really happy being over on the other side. So what is it you need me to learn so I can just move right past this, right? And again, every time that happens when you are in the space of owning your shit, you're like, okay, I see it. I see you coming and I'm not happy about it, but okay, come on in, sit down. Let's have a conversation. Why are you here? Mm -hmm. Oh, Kim, I could talk to you for hours and hours. I know, I know, I, I know. I love it. Um, where can people find you? Where can they see about your life coaching? Just follow along and just continue to be inspired by your truth and how you show up in that. Well, I really think the best place to find me is on my Instagram, which is Inspired Growth Coaching. And I have a link tree there where you can find my website and uh, my email and everywhere you would need to find me. Um, I also have, you know, a website, which is Inspired Growth Coaching, uh, Inspired Growth Dash Coaching. Um, but really, just go to my Instagram. You'll kind of get a flavor of what I'm about. Um, you can DM me there, you can, and there, or like I said, go find the link and, and uh, send me an email. And I love this conversation. So if anybody wants to just hop on and have a conversation, um, I do free one hour discovery sessions, you know, and they probably sound something like this. Let's just talk, you know, and tell me what's going on with your life and what things you'd like to be better and see if we can make a plan to, to get you there. Because I do know that I'm, it's really hard, I think, for a lot of people, you know, I, I and I have to go back and say, I am so grateful for people like you, like I know Megan, like I could sit and have a conversation with you and you would never bullshit me and you would tell me exactly the truth, what do I need to hear? Cause you know, that's what I respect. But I'm so grateful that I have people in my life where I can, I know will hold space for me. Okay. I, have, I have discovered lately how many people do not have that person. And I thought everybody had somebody. I just didn't occur to me that somebody didn't have somebody, of course, like your mom, your sister, your, your best friend, like, no. And so part of what I've discovered with, with, um, with helping people is they don't have anybody that will hold space for them. They don't have anybody they can show up and be honest with because if they are honest, uh, these, the people that they're talking to are, have biases and they're, mm, it's not going to work out because you can't completely be vulnerable and open in that space. So what happens is people keep it all inside because they don't have somebody. Mm -hmm. And that, that to me is, that makes my heart hurt. That makes my heart hurt because I don't know where I would be if I didn't have that in my life. So, you know, sometimes I think people just need a life coach. So they have somebody they, they have, they, they have a safety place. Yep. They, they can just say whatever it is they need to say. They can own their shit in that space. And, and it's all beautiful. In a safe right? container. You get your safe container to just show up. Yeah. And there's no fear there. there. There should be no fear there because nobody's taking notes about and judging. We're just going, okay, so there it is. And so what do you want to do? Like, mm -hmm. what do you want? I don't know. Let's talk about it. What do you want? It's not, not my journey. It's yours. What do you, what do you want to do with all this? Right. And it's fun. I mean, I really, it's the one thing I want people to know is like, it doesn't have to be heavy. Change does not have to be heavy. Yeah. It just doesn't. It can be fun. Let's laugh. Life is full of great stuff and it's full of sorrow and pain and crappy stuff. And you know what, if, 
we can laugh together, we can cry together, we've all been through it together. It just is what it is, and we're not gonna change it. We just gotta show up and deal with it. Oh, yeah, we're leaving, we're leaving it there. Actually, no, we're not. We're okay. not leaving it there. You have to add, you have to answer two questions and then we can leave it there. But go back and like re-listen to that part everybody over and over again. Um, what, Kim, would you say is your super weapon? My super weapon. Um, ooh, what a great question. Okay, so I would say my super weapon, and, I, and I'm gonna say this because people have told me this is my super weapon, my superpower. Um, I am very intuitive and can feel other people really well and I, and slash what I kind of just said, I can hold space and not make change scary, but fun. I was I think, hoping you were going to go yes. with the hold space Yeah, part. no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I can, I, can feel, I can feel you and know, you know, and kind of know that if, if, if you're good with that. But I, I am so big on let's just have fun through this whole process, even when it gets heavy, we're still gonna make this awesome. And it's, and, and it's not gonna be, I think a lot of people think when they go to therapy, you know, people confuse mm -hmm. therapy, counseling, life coaching, you know, um, they think it's gonna be sitting and talking about your problems and being sad and with a tissue box. No, we're gonna talk about life, you know, girls, and we're gonna talk about our crazy selves and the, and the good stuff we're doing, the bad stuff we're doing, we're gonna laugh at ourselves. We're gonna, we're just gonna have fun while we get better. We're gonna own our shit. We're gonna own go. our shit. We're gonna, we're gonna admit it. And we're gonna go, oh hell, I, that didn't feel so good to say that. I go, I know, but it's true. And doesn't that feel better, right? So that's what we're gonna do. And I'd say my superpower is helping people feel good about owning their shit. And now the last question, we'll see if our telepathy is right here because I feel like I know what you're gonna say, but okay. you, you can help me here. What does being fierce mean to you? Oh, showing up and being honest with yourself. <laughs> I was going to say owning your shit, right? <laughs> owning your shit. I mean, we keep saying it, but yeah, show, you just got to show up. You just got to own it. You just got to be honest. And that's it. That's what being fierce is. Uh, it's, it's doing that. It's, it's the bravest thing you can do in life. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode, and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.